Welcome to the Cross the Line Podcast. I'm back again. I have another special guest. His name is Calvin Pete. He's going by the name of Coach Pete. What's going on, man? What's going on with you, bro? How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Glad to sit down with you. Um, just starting out, for starters, just tell the people how you came up with your stage name, Coach Pete. As far as the union um, music scene-wise, I've been doing music for a little minute. So a lot of the guys were just like, you know, Pete, you good at putting it together. So Coach Pete, you know, I, I thought about it, I said, you know what, I'm going to with it, you know. And I try to, you know, have a little theme to go with, you know, Coach Pete put you in the game, you know what I mean? Right. So how long have you actually been making music? I Once I started making music, fifth grade, my dad had bought me a computer. It was one of the little H-pad uh, H computers with the little mic at the top of it. And I used to beat on the desk, make my own little beats while I rapped into this little mic and I recorded. And it'd be like a one track track with a beat on it and everything. Mm -hmm. That's how I got started. I remember uh, last week when we talked to Troop, uh, salute the Troop. He um he gave you some high praise. He was saying that as far as like a business mind, like you're on it. He said that one of the things you mentioned was that you know how to pay attention to streams. Can you kind of go into details of like how do you follow your streams and see where your streams coming from? See, you just have to basically pay attention to where your music is at. Like when you when you pay a promoter to promote your music, you have to actually try to follow what they doing. Like as far as like with Spotify, Apple Music, and I wanna say title, you know, say the playlist is taking over the game. Like if you on certain playlists, you'll get a certain amount of streams. Uh, you just basically gotta follow where the crowd is. That's how I'm, that's how I'm trying to rock it now. Like uh, you know, wherever my fans are, like they might be on Spotify at one moment, they might be on Apple Music at one moment. I try to capture wherever they at, whatever playlist they listening to, and I try to holler at the creators that you know put the playlist together. Like yo, you know what I got to do to submit my music to. So it. so you can see what platform that they streaming for. Does it tell you like actually where like they're located? Like yeah, what, all what that. Um, like Spotify actually has an app for that. You can download this app and you can um, put your artist name in, or you can claim your page, and they'll they'll literally tell you where your music getting played at, how many plays you got the past seven days, past week, past day, uh, you know, so it, it's out there. And then also, whoever distributes your music, they should be able to give you a report of, you know, your streams and who's streaming it and, you know, how much you're getting paid for it, of course. All right, so, so for you looking at it, like with your streams, what do you see as like the best platform to put music on and just for people to grab it right now man i want to say youtube because everybody's on youtube like I, like let, let's be real let's say you ain't heard a song in a long time and you can't even think of the song you'll probably go to youtube and like just try to type in some of the lyrics to the song just to find the song right. so if, if you, you really need to get on youtube and you need to monetize your plays yeah I YouTube is a it's a big platform, but one of the things True was saying was like, as far as YouTube, you don't really get you don't make a lot of money off of it. Yeah, a lot of people go to YouTube just like just hear songs that they haven't heard in a while. But as far as like making money off of it, would you prefer like using a different platform instead of YouTube now, for you money? Know, if you're going straight for the money, you have to go to straight like title and raps. You know, it's not that many people on Rhapsody, but they still got a little, uh, little amount of subscribers. Mm -hmm. So Rhapsody, right now, I want to say they pay the most royalties along with Title. 
called Spider. People like people say Spotify, right? Spotify, but Spotify yeah. doesn't pay nearly as much as Title. Like Spotify pays maybe a quarter cent. That's a quarter of a penny. You know, mm. you have to basically get 10, 20 screens just to get a couple pennies, literally. All right. So you think uh, streaming is good or bad? Because I remember watching a video with um, the locks when with Jada Sheik and uh, Styles P. Where they were talking about they getting ready to drop um, 50 America, um, the album. Right. And they were saying how they didn't really like streams because... You had like you were saying, you got to get like a certain amount of streams just for like it to equal like one album or something. So, do you think streaming is good or bad for music? Honestly, I, I'm I'm stuck in the middle because it's pros and cons to streaming. But I do feel like streaming kind of saved the um the music industry because let's say back in the day, you know, a million people buy a copy of an album. That's a million copies sold, mm-hmm. right? Say a million people got your album saved on, you know, Spotify or a, a title. They can listen to it so many times. Like they can listen to it over and over and over and over. You know, once they bought it back in the day, they only bought it one time. And that was it. Mm-hmm. You know, they can play it as many times and it don't count towards them. So honestly, screaming has its pros and its cons. All right. Do you see it? Do you see any other thing that's going to take over besides streaming going forward, or do you think it's just going to be strictly? I couldn't Stream. tell you. I couldn't tell you, man. Technology, um, technology amazes me, bro. Like, I, I don't know what's next. Like with the PlayStation threes and PlayStation fours, Xbox ones, and all that. Like, what's next? What the hell are we gonna do next? Right. As far as um, something else, do you plan on doing any kind of collaboration with Troop? Because he, he he had high praise for you as far as the music and, and your mind. Do y'all plan on doing any kind of collaboration in the future? Uh, hey. Yeah, I mean, no, my boy, you know, um, Troop been grinding for a minute. Matter of fact, me and Troop already done collaborated before. You know, we mm-hmm. collaborated back in high school. So, yeah, it's only right we do some music. I saw an article on uh, something on, on Van Digital, and they were saying something about at one point in time that you had the record label 300, 300 Entertainment looking at you. How did uh, that come about? Honestly, I had dropped a 10 toe down video. And they just shot me an email, just like, hey, you know, we, we like this video and we're watching you. So, you know, once they sent me the email, you know, I, I'm constantly writing them like, hey, mm-hmm. you know, I, I need this. I want this deal about your budget. They were like, we watching you, you know, just keep grinding about your budget, budget. And it never got back to me. That was it? That was it. Is there any other kind of label that you heard from, or any other kind of? It was, it was a couple independent record labels that I, I can't, I can't really remember. I want to, I want to say one of them was Westside Records, but you know they're, they're more independent, and you know, shout out to them. You know, they doing their thing or whatever. But I felt like they was kind of doing the same thing I'm doing. So I really didn't jump to that. Do you feel like it's better to be independent or to sign with some uh, label to kind of help push your music? Uh, same thing with the screen, man. It's pros and cons to it. I'm stuck in the middle with that too. I used to be on some, yeah. I, I just want a deal. I just want a deal. But you know, now that I'm older, I looked at Master P, and I'm like, you know, Master P did a lot of stuff independently. But then he got that deal and did even more stuff. So it it's pros and cons to. Um, yeah, I, I remember watching uh, the, the uh, you know, the biopic um. With new edition, and I just remember seeing how they were fame worldwide, just traveling everywhere, 
making all this money, but then all of a sudden when it's time to come back home, they back to stuck in the hood. It's like they did all this for no reason. So it's right. like, how do you how do you justify like making sure it's worth it? like do you have to do you pay attention to the kind of deals? Are you aware of like the deals when you owe if anything is offered to you, do you kind of pay attention to your deals or whatever? Yes, you got to. Okay, it's just like it's just like the streets. Like when you hustling, you know what I mean? You gotta pay attention to your product and what you selling and how much you selling. Like if you serious about your paper and you serious about really being stable financially, then you better pay attention to them numbers. Like uh, to justify them, you know, being stuck in the hood by Jibaje, from what I'm thinking, they might have didn't read a contract when they got the contract. As soon as you get a contract, you need an entertainment lawyer. I don't care what nobody tell you. Like you need an entertainment lawyer off real. They gotta look at them paperwork and make sure everything is what it say. They gotta look at the the underlines on what it's saying. Cause they'll say one thing in the contract and then go back and say the same thing and twist like two words and now mm-hmm. they got you. Right. So you, you definitely gotta pay attention to your paperwork. It's good deals and it's bad deals. You know, some some labels will try to get you as much as they can get out of you, and some labels, you know, they genuine people and they'll really try to work with you. Cause it, it almost seemed like when I look at Dolph and like how he's moving independent, it kind of seemed like that's the way to go now because you hear a lot of times how artists are getting jerked with a 360 deal, which I'm not too aware of what a 360 deal is. It just sounds like when I hear people talking about it, they say it's not really a good deal. And, and then when you see people moving independent, it seems like that's the best way to do where well, you have to promote your own and, you know, reap the benefits that way. But um, do you feel like it's important to kind of have like a solid team around you to to push that, how how strong does your team have to be if you want to be independent? You gotta be real strong. You gotta have a, honestly, you gotta have a team, even if you sign it. Like, you gotta have a team. You know, honestly, a team is what causes a lot of artists to not get to their next level. Like, like Jay-Z say, we don't believe you, we need more people. That's real. You need a team because you can't do everything and be everywhere in one place. At one time. Now, the internet done made it sort of possible, but you still got to have a team. You still need somebody to vouch for you. You need somebody to do the work that you can't get to at the moment. And you need somebody to watch your back. I mean, that's that's point blank period. Describe, describe the um the music scene around this area of Union. Do you feel like it's big enough for an artist to pop or what? How, how is the scene around here? Honestly, um, the scene around here, man, is it, it's, it's picking up. And, it, and, and it's decent, sort of. We just got to get more focus and need a better direction. Like, don't get me wrong. You know, guys around here working. They working. But see, not just Union County, but South Carolina, you know, we're post-state. So we don't get 10, 15 bands a show. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we not, you know, living like that with the rap game. Like, you know, a lot of these guys are still in the streets, still working, or they doing both, man. And you know, faith comes into play. If you ain't really got a lot of faith, you're not going to go as hard as you should. Do you feel like artists in this area support each other enough? Because, like, when you look at, like, you take Memphis, for instance, where you right. had 3-6 and Gotti, where they, where they had a beef, and then you had Gotti and, and Dolph, how they followed. Do you feel like it's, like, the crowd rocks with a certain certain people, or do you feel like the artists have, like, do they push each other enough, like, support each other enough around here? 
do they support each other enough? No. But do they support each other? Yes. Like, don't get me wrong. It, 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 it's a handful of artists. I ain't gonna say a handful. It's a little bit more than a handful. Like, they do, you know, share each other's stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, kick it with them. And, you know, try to get some money with them. Like, you know, and just do business with them. It is artists out here supporting other artists. I will say that. But we can use, like, way more artists supporting each other. So what what should they do, like? Post each other music more or yeah. attend events or what is it to yeah. show they support? Small, small things like that. Um, post they stuff, you know, just, just more reshares. Um, maybe get other people onto their music. Collab more, you know, just do business more. Like, and we don't have to act like we too good to rock with one another, you know? All right. We don't, we don't, guys think it's. You know, guys think it's lame to approach a nigga and be like, yo, I like your, your music, man. That's fine. You know what I'm saying? Like, you ain't got to be like that. You know, we ain't got to be buddy-buddy, but still, you know, if everybody got the same goal, you know, we, we need to really get with the program and try to get one another on. Do you like to do music locally, or do you kind of like to take your music, like, elsewhere and perform? I like to, I like to take it elsewhere and perform. Because, honestly, I feel like locally... It ain't gonna be too hard for me to get it out locally. Like that's that's no problem. You know, a couple clicks here and there. You know, it's all through you. Right. But as far as like getting it out, like everywhere else, yeah, that's why that's what I love to do. What's um? You remember the first time you ever performed like on stage? Like where you where you at? <laughs> first time performing on stage, third grade PTA program at Buffalo. Uh, Miss O'Shields had us do this program Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Me and my cousin Courtney Wright to go by Fat Boy Pimp. Um, yeah, like she really singled us out to do this little rap skit. Like it was a little singing song. I don't remember the song. All I know is it was like two rap parts. He went first, I went second. My first time ever performing. Nerves, bad. Nerves was bad, but I did it. You know, because at the time, you know, I was young. But my favorite rapper was Tupac. I don't care right. think it was. You know, yeah, Tupac on stage rapping. When you listen to other artists, what what grabs your attention when you like listen to other artists and like check for them to see how how they perform? I um first of all the flavor like can you first of all can you spit that that's 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 important like I don't I don't care how guys be trying to justify it now can you spit is very important to me like can you rap if you can rap yeah you got me boom. Your voice, like, is your voice believable? Like, do you sound believable on the track? And also, like, how they rap. You know, is the flow tight? Like, is your flow tight? Like, if you got this little stick flow, or can you just, like, just ride the beat real good and switch it up real good and stuff like that? A lot of that plays um, a big part in what I pay attention to rap. So, um... Anybody in particular, like that, you would you ever thought about working with in the future? Honestly, I or like a dream collaboration, like Drake, Kevin Gates, Yo Gotti. Um, dang, what's what's that chick name? I want to say her name. I want to say her name, Kalani, out there in Oakland. I want to say that's her name. She fire. Um, no, my bad. Her name come out. Yeah, she fired. Um, 
and some legendary rappers, man, mm-hmm. like BG Knockout. You know, um, BG Knockout, he was on the Easy E track when they diss on Dr. Dre. But Dre, they only made Easy Pay. Mm-hmm. They, you know what I'm saying? BG Knockout, and I want to say, I mean, if he still rapping, MC8. MC8. Yeah. So who are those? Your idols, or who would you say your idols in hip hop? Nah, are? my idols is Tupac. Like, this Tupac was that guy to me. Like, and close second is Master P because he really got it out of the mud, literally. Like, you know, and had labels coming to him, you know. Right. And he was one of the first ones to do it like that. You know, everybody else had deals, and you know what I mean? Master P really was selling raps out his trunk, you know, was really doing well, independent artists do. Do you feel like today's music is more of about skills or is it kind of like just popularity nowadays? It's about the skill of the beat maker. That's what it's about. The beat. It's about that beat and how you do it with that beat. Like, can you rap good on it? Can you put a good hook on it? Can you like can you go along with the beat to where it just sound like one masterpiece? Like I just feel like it's the skill of the beat. If you had um one, <coughs> if you had one um, if you met a stranger and you had one record that you had to play that was yours, what would that record be that you would let them listen to? Switched up, my switched up record, just cause it's kind of fun and energetic and it's not too serious. But I didn't do too, you know. Dumb. I ain't dumbing down too much on it. I still try to spit a little bit on her. Right. Now it was it was a post that you had um put out a while back. Um, I remember seeing it, and I'm kind of paraphrasing a little bit, but it was something around um uh you you realize that you might not make it in music, but you just hope that people grab your music and listen to it. And then I seen Dominique and some other people post, and they were telling you not to put that negative energy out there. What what made you feel like you might not, you know, get to that next level? Honestly, Matt, personally, um, I, I do, you know, I, I try with the music, but I be having so much other stuff going on. I know I could do way more for my music than I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a little fan base, you know, don't get me wrong, I got I got a couple of things going on with the music, but it's, it's way more I could be doing with the music. But I'm so busy trying to do other stuff that it's, it's really, I'm really hindering myself. And just the fact that, you know, it's a one in a million shot. One right. in a billion, really. We got, what, six, seven billion people on this earth? You know, everybody can't be a, a top rapper. Like, it's only a top 50, a top 100, top 200. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and a million people rap. But what do you feel like you need to do because I... The streams that you have on, on SoundCloud, you have over a thousand hits on, on SoundCloud. What did what do you feel like you need to do personally to to, to increase your uh, like for more people to notice you? It's it's gonna sound crazy, but honestly, I had to really go all the way in. Mm-hmm. My homeboy once told me, you gonna you, you can't serve more than one master. You can't can't serve more than one master. So if don't get me wrong. If I was to just drop everything I got going on, you know what I mean, and just scrape rap and put everything into rap like I should, mm-hmm. I probably been on. But you know, just you know, when life hits you and you got real life situations going on, it's kind of hard to just you know, 
Right. Like I noticed, I know like yesterday when we talked, you were you you were in class, you get ready to go to class and then you went to the studio. Do you feel like school in a way is kind of helping you with your music or how do you what do you feel like? Yeah, I feel like school is helping me kind of I get to network with other um, students and they be doing music too. And you know, the degree will get me certain jobs and it might get me into the door of the music industry. It might not be necessarily the artist, but I get in through the back door. Be like, you know, I could be possibly a radio host, personality program director. I might work exclusively with a record label, do like some radio promotion for them, or even some, you know, some PR firm work. You know. Do you feel like <coughs> if music doesn't? Go where you wanted to, which which you shouldn't even put that energy out there. That's that's one thing. Like, yeah, you're right. Like the like the posters you when you put it out there, I, I, I read it and I was like, man, you, you really don't need to put that kind of energy out there because if you feel like it's not gonna take off, then who else is gonna really believe it? But uh, one of the things about it, like without music, do you feel like you want to be like more behind the scenes or helping other artists or what? What would you be doing if you were if you don't do your music? Um, basically like some Dr. Dre type tip. Um, running the record label, sort of like, also producing. And every now and then, you know, throw a little feature out, you know, basically just some Dr. Dre. Do you feel like, um, what, what do other artists, like people who make music, I know they come to you because they, they see how far you've come, the, the streams that you have. What kind of things do they try to take away from you? Like when they come ask you questions and pick your brain about the music bit? It's really just trying to ask me like exactly what's going on. You know, exactly who they need to talk to. Mm-hmm. Exactly what they need to put their music. And the, and, and the problem is, it's different strokes for different folks. Everybody's not gonna have the same outcome. Right. Everybody can't use the same plan because everybody don't make the same music. Everybody ain't got the same voice. Everybody ain't got the same swag. Right. You know, people like what they like and they don't like what they don't like. Right. So how how many um how many how many projects do you have out right now? Cause I know I seen the playbook was one of them in uh, Dirt Road Dreams. Man, I, I got to count myself. <laughs> All right, let's start. I got the uh, I got the Best Believer Project. That's when I was still that with P. I got the Player Music. All right. Got the um, Dirt Road Dreams. Mm-hmm. Playbook. Halftime EP. Got the Catch and Plays mixtape with DJ Campaign and Empire DJs. And I got that road dreams too. So that's seven. I got seven projects, seven out, projects out. And the one, the playbook was was that that was the one that three hundred looked at. Oh um, nah, nah. Um, they didn't look at them. They say they looked at my video mm-hmm. ten toes down. Okay. Yeah, ten in shot video. So what do you think you need to do to to kind of grab their attention? Do you do you need to kind of keep pushing, banging on the door, reaching see. out to them, or just gotta sell records, man? <laughs> Just gotta sell records. Well, hell, in just in this generation, get streams. I just, just gotta get bigger. Like they they only go rock with you if you just so big that they know. Yeah, we, we sign him. We go automatically get a return. I know you said um, you gotta have a team like uh, a, a a solid team right to push you. You feel like you had the right team helping you push it or? 
Nah, not necessarily. Honestly, um, I feel like I necessarily don't have a team right now. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, I got supporters. Right. I got people I'm cool with, but as far as like a, a team that's like really pushing the coach peak agenda, I really ain't got no team like that. Like I just got the people that I hire. Like I got the DJs that I hire to push a, a single when I drop. I, I got the publicists, you know, that I hire on project basis, you know. But as far as like people like this, oh, my team is exclusively the coach team. What's the um what's the farthest that you went to like perform, like go out to? Far as out Atlanta. 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 Atlanta's supposed to be like a good scene. I know Troop was talking about he performed at uh I wanna say was it I can't remember the name of it. I want to say Apache. I can't I I wanna say the wrong thing, but he I know he's been out there in a couple of um Events where he performed that he said that he said that'd be a good look. You ever thought about trying to jump into some of those events where I think he like puts on performs and does like a little freestyle anything? You, you ever think about doing some of those the things he did? Reach out to him, ask him what what kind of events he went or or um South by Southwest. Definitely been thinking about doing that because um, you know everybody be at South by Southwest and there's a lot of potential new fans down there. It's a lot of ANRs and regulators So yeah, definitely thinking about that. Um I'm seeing the, the moves that truth be making and you know so I do be thinking about like, mm-hmm. yeah, man, I might need to check that out. You know, cause actually me and Truth performing um performed at at a I wanna say it's a Chuck T showcase down in Columbia. Mm-hmm. It's a little club down in Columbia, downtown. Yeah, we, we both performed that night. I performed my ten toe down record that night, matter of fact. Do you feel like you need to, in order to blow up, that you need to leave South Carolina, though, or do you think you can still stay here? Because it was actually a, a female artist that I think she got a deal um, a couple weeks ago with um, quality control. But do you feel like in order to, to take off that you have to leave South Carolina or or can you still make it here? To get the music out and blow up like that? Nah, I can I can sit in Union County in my room, and if I spend the right amount of money with the right people, my music slash video will get so far that it just grow organically. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's hot enough, you know, and if it's like viral potential. But you know, of course, to do the shows and the appearances, yeah, I had to leave to do that. You know, go to New York to do the the. Breakfast clubs and the, mm-hmm. you know the promo runs and stuff. Yeah. How many uh, hours do you actually put in? Kind of, kind of going back to uh, when we talking about school a little bit. When you you get ready to go to class and then you went to the studio. How many hours a week do you put in to like actually spending time in the studio and working on your craft? Not enough. I ain't gonna lie. Not enough like I used to. Um, I said I go to the studio like uh, three times out of the week. I should have been there every day, but um, lately I only been going three times out of the week. But I honestly make a beat every day of the week. Every day of the week? Yeah, I make a beat every day of the week. What's the biggest sacrifice you think you've had to make so far in your career? Time. Time. Like, um, I could be doing other things. There's been times I done miss family time because I done got a show. 
Uh, it's been times I went to jail after a show, you know, a bad time. Time is the biggest sacrifice. There's other things you can be doing, but if you believe in us, so you know it does. Yeah, but just, you know, you got to be careful with getting in trouble, getting locked up, because, you know, sometimes they can, in the long run, hinder you from actually making money or whatever. Do you try to keep your, do you try to keep your circle tight knit to where it's none of those kind of distractions you want you? Yes, sir. Try to keep it tight knit. That way, I, I won't stay in no mess. You know, the bigger your circle, the more mess you stay in. When you hear about a lot of the artists and they always into something, mm-hmm. a lot of times they always got a big entourage. You yeah. always see them with a big group of guys and everybody just stood out. You know, that's cool. You know, got gangsters on your team, but it's a time and place for everything. And you can't be tight with everybody. It just ain't going to work. Everybody can't be your ace, boom, boom, best friend. It just ain't going to work like that. But you can you can be cool with people. But you got to know how to separate. How important is it, you know, like with your crew, not to have like yes men around you, like who agree to everything you say because they don't want to get cut off? It's very important because you know the real. They can say a yes man can tell you one thing and you go out here and you look stupid. You know, don't get me wrong. You ain't got to take every advice, but, you know, I say, you know, try to keep people that, that'll tell you if they don't like something and right. why they don't like something. See, the why is more important than the else. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, explain your else. You know, what teachers say, you know, in school, explain your else. That, that, that's important, man. You you take pieces and you take what other people say and you just listen and then you listen to the track or the project, whatever they say they like or didn't like and mm-hmm. you really kind of put it together. Who's that one person that can check you, like, if you get out of line or say, hey, you trip, who's that one person to come to you to, to check you and let you know? You know? Right there. Mm-hmm. My father, my father, Cal Beatum. And you know, and he don't even fuss. You know, he don't get loud. He just be like real mellow with it. Like Sean. He mm-hmm. better than that. He give me that look, you know what I mean? Yeah, I just play. Yeah. Couple more questions. Um best artist in the game right now. <laughs> I say Drake, man. Drake. You know, and it's crazy. It can be more than one. You can give me a, I, a, a top three, five, how many. I'm going to tell try, you your top five. Best game right now. I see Drake. Kendrick. We just rap. Just rap. Can it be and R&B too? It can be any of them. If R&B come into play, Rihanna, Chris Brown. And I don't know who I want to get that fifth spot to. But all I know is, like I said, Drake. Kendrick, Rihanna, Chris Brown. Ah, you know what? Since he's from North Carolina, Cole. I like Cole. I like Cole. We got to put Sean on the list, man. Big Sean. Big Sean don't. Hey, Big Sean don't know. He don't. He don't. He don't. Who is an artist that's right now may not be as, as big right now, but that you think will take off like in the next year or so, like mainstream? I was just listening to him. I want to say, I don't know if it's Lil Donald 
I want to say Lil Donald from the A. He got a song called um, Excuse My Language, but this is the name of the song. F that little nigga. I want to say he the one that got that song and that song dope. And I, I feel mm-hmm. like that's going to blow up. He's from Atlanta? I think he's from Atlanta, man. I seen him on the ATL Top 20 page, but I don't know if he's really from Atlanta, but if he is, you know my bad. I seen somebody, uh, seen a guy, he was on, uh, he was out at on LA Leakers, uh, from South Carolina. I think his name Nick Grant. Yeah, Nick Grant, dope man. Nick Grant, dope. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta take Nick him Grant. out. I listen to uh, it's another guy. I listen to uh, he, uh, actually he was on uh, went to uh, Cassie Six Nine was on uh, the Breakfast Club, which I was when I looked at that interview, I was like, it's I don't like a lot of the stuff he was saying. It was like some bag gonna come his way, or whatever. I hope not. One of the artists he, I did give him credit for was the guy. I want to say Lil Skies, Lil Skies, Lil Sky. He, I think he, yeah, he, he, he had some, um, some, some dope projects that I heard. Like a lot of his songs I heard, they were kind of dope. Um, one more topic, uh, real quick for you. What's, what's the uh criteria for a classic, classic album? Um, really, it's it's about how that album makes you feel. Like if that album, if you can play an album. And the whole time that album playing, you can just remember a feeling you got at a certain period in your life. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's a classic album. A classic album is something that, first of all, it's a dope album. The rapper can rap, you know, dope bars, but also, you know, not too lyrical to where you care. You got to sit there and decipher everything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It rides. It makes sense. It's just well put together from the artwork to the you know, to the music, man. And like I say, man, that feeling, man, you listen to the album and you can just reflect back to a time period. What's, what's that um classic album that you like to listen to? I got a couple on um, Machiavelli, Seven Day Theory. That's one on um, B Ready to Die, of course. That's another. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeezy's Motivation 101. Five. I like Jeezy. Um, the Game Documentary. Five. 50 Cent Get Rich or Die Trying. And a couple more projects I can't think. Oh, Dr. Drake, uh, Detox 2001. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know I listen to some of your songs, man. It's, it seemed like you you kind of influenced a lot by like somebody kind of got like a West Coast feel. Some of your some of your songs, so I, I can see why you said Tupac was your, one of your favorite your favorite artists, or or um, like you mentioned just mentioned Dr. Drake song because some of those songs that you have kind of have like a West Coast fit, yeah. But um, something else, real quick. Um, who who to you is the best, the goat in rap? Of course, I'm gonna say Tupac. That's my favorite. Um, just off the script that he died. You know, of course, people say if he didn't die, he wouldn't be as big, which is true. That's true. But you know, he died. And him dying left such a big impact. Like it's it's 2018, and mm-hmm. we, we, Tupac movie just came out. The little documentary, the movie still, was trash. You know, still the, come. to me. To me, the movie was trash. Yeah, the movie trash. You know what I mean? Don't get me wrong, but I'm just saying, just the fact that they still talking about Tupac, yeah. man. You know, his impact yeah. on the game. go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I tell you, I tell you what I thought about the movie. Go ahead. Yeah, solid music. Yeah, good messages. But he was just crazy enough that, you know, he brought that thug about you. Like, don't get me wrong. You know, 
you're not happy 24 mm-hmm. 7. You can be a good guy, but you're not happy 24 7. You know, you might have your day, you feel like a good citizen, you know what I'm saying, looking out for people, but then you have your days, man. You're about ready to bust somebody up. You know, and Tupac was, that was that guy, man. Well, the thing I see, for me, I really didn't know a whole lot about Tupac. So when I went and watched the movie, to me, it just felt all over the place because it's like one minute he wanted to be in the streets, and one minute he wanted to be there and, and, and look out for his people. And then it's just like, it just felt all over the place to me just looking at it from the outside because I, I didn't know a whole lot about Pac, which, he, which Pac is, is the dope artist. But it was just, to me, it, was just, it just didn't seem like it was well put together. It felt like it could have, it felt like they kind of rushed the process and kind of instead of telling like, okay, how he got certain people to, right. to how he got his certain deals. It, to me, just the whole thing was just kind of rushed when I look at the movie. <laughs> Uh, see, man, I, I seen the movie myself, but I, you know, like I said, I'm a Tupac fan, so I already knew like whatever they was talking about. I already mm-hmm. knew it, and I, I, you know, I did a lot of reading on Park. I watched all the documentaries, all the clips, his interviews. You know, listen, I listen to a lot of his music. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the way they did the movie, they did it just to make it make sense, as far as movie wise. You know, mm-hmm. they try to make it a story. You know, that's just how Hollywood do. You know, they right. take them. They take a, a artist or a celebrity, any celebrity, they take their life and they might alter the events just to make it make sense for the money. But I'm, I'm kind of now more in line of like, I, I like to, I want to see them like how they did New Edition where they stretch it out over like three days or whatever, because it's hard to cram a whole somebody's life into two hours. Like, I would rather see them kind of break it down into like three right. separate, you know, three separate nights or whatever. So that way you can get more. More into it instead of just trying to cram everything into two hours. That's how I am. Do you feel like you have to be? Do you feel like you have to, in some ways, unfortunately, die to like be immortalized as like a legend? <laughs> do you think Pop would have been as big if him or Big would have been as big if they wouldn't have, you know, been killed? I don't think they would have been as big, but they would have been big, of course. I mean. I would I would hope they would have been this big, you know, because mm-hmm. you got to think about guys who was popping in like Ice Cube, you know, Dre, uh, you know, Craig Matt, R.P. Craig Matt, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, you you can't really tell then. So I, of course, you know, him dying is what really made him pop, like as far as like huge, you know, the whole world influenced mm-hmm. by this guy. You feel like you gotta have a certain amount of a catalog to be put up there as one of the best. Yeah. Cause like when I was talking to Troop, one of the same things I said was, you know, Big only had two albums, but people still some people call him the GOAT. So do you feel like it's like a certain I mean, yeah, you gotta at least I mean you got you gotta have hit records. You gotta have a couple albums like that. That's that's you're only as good as your last project. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So if you a one hit wonder. All they go, all they go remember is, yeah, he was hot for that one, that one song. Now, if you got hits, you got 10, 15 hits, couple like two, three albums, and they done went platinum and diamond and stuff. Yeah, that that, that counts. Right. Do you think, regardless of album sales, do you think you can still be one of the best artists? Because like some people might look at define your successes, how many albums you sell. Do you think there should be something that defines an artist? Album sales? 
I mean, the app, the correct answer should be no. But I mean, realistically speaking, the only way you can tell if people are liking your stuff is if they plan it. Right. If if the numbers of plays, like if it's people, like you can say people like your song, all right, but who listening to it? Mm-hmm. Okay, people like your song, they listen to it. So, but but you can be considered like. For like in this area, you might say some people just like down south legend, but they might not really pop like that up north or on the west coast. Like some people, it's like certain areas might gravitate towards your music more than certain areas. So like, how do you think? Um, trying to figure out how to word. How how do you think that goes into your like your legacy? As far as like like globally, like worldwide, or whatever. I don't really don't know, man. It's, just, it's, about, it's about how you do it. Mm-hmm. It's really just about how you do it. I, I couldn't really, I don't really know how to answer that. You know what I mean? It's, it's different strokes for different folks. Man. Right. Because, you know, like, for instance, Big, Big was, you know, one of the best to do it, the best, right. or one of the best, or whatever. But, you know, because of the West Coast beef, you know, I don't know if they really like roll to his music like that or or they like pop his music popped over there because of that beef. So do you think how does that hinder an artist like in certain areas? You become a liability. If a club promoter feel like he can't bring you to his club because you might die when you get there, you're a liability. They might cancel your show if they already booked you. You know, mm-hmm. you might keep the, the the half up front or whatever, but you know, you could have got the end when you got them. You know, it's it's just like you know, just like in the streets. You know, you're not gonna necessarily hang with a guy. You know, everybody just out to get them. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like with Sakashi Six Nine, you know, people can say whatever, but you know, he kind of hindering himself with all that. Mm-hmm. You know, they, it become a liability. Nobody don't want to see him get killed on their hands. Right. They might want to see something go down, but not on their hands. Like, I mean, cause him, he, I mean, for I haven't really heard a lot of his music, but I see that he's like one of the bigger artists out right now. But some of the stuff he seems like he's bringing on to himself because of how he's putting on. Do you try to kind of like stay more laid back instead of kind of putting on this persona as like you just really trying to? Fight everybody or and everything like that. I prefer to be laid back. That that's really just me. I ain't, you know, I ain't, mm-hmm. you know, I want no super gangster or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? So I ain't gonna put on like that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I'm just me. All right. One last question. What's the uh, ultimate goal for Coach Pete? What do you want to see yourself? I just want to see myself successful, doing what I love to do and get paid for it. Like mm-hmm. honestly, it's just you know, cold turkey right there. <laughs> like I just want to be successful. Doing what I love to do. All right. Music. I appreciate it, man. Good to talk to you. Um, before we get out of here, do you want to give out your social media, tell people where to find you and your, your music? Uh, people can find me on Twitter, PKAces4. They can find me on Instagram, PKAces4. They can find me on Facebook, on Coach Pete, you know, artist page, Coach Pete. And I'm also on Spinrilla, Live Mixtapes, My Mixtapes, Title. You know, Apple Music, Spotify, all that. All right. Just simply Google me, Coach Pete.
All right. I appreciate it, man. Appreciate Good talking you, to man. you. Good talking oh, yeah. to you. We'll definitely do it again. Um, to everybody listening to this podcast, thank you for tuning in. Until next time, keep chasing your dreams. This is part. Thank you. Ah, oh, twisting my own words. <laughs> this is the Cross Line Podcast. Till next time, keep chasing dreams and be blessed. Thank you.